so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, a podcast produced by Design Works Group, celebrating people and everything good in this world. Good morning, everyone. It is the week of November 11th, 2019. You're listening to The Good, a podcast where we um, seek out good news because it seems like we are just overwhelmed by bad and negative news. So we wanted to do a whole podcast where we celebrate people and what people are doing. Uh, doing in their communities and in the world and how they are just serving um, one another. So we don't think that that news is publicized enough. So that's why we started this podcast. So thank you for listening. We're going to jump right in, talk about what's what's good going on in our lives right now. So what's good? So just for the record, we we're, we do record this on Friday, the day before that comes, the week before it comes out on Monday. So Katie and I get a date night tonight. No baby. So much needed date night. Real excited about that. Also had a great night last night in fantasy, which is very important in my life. Melvin Gordon's back, playing well. Uh, but my big win for the week was on Wednesday at our church. We had a night of worship. And at the very end, I went down and got my daughter and brought her up. And it was the coolest thing just having her in there. <laughs> Not because she has any idea what's going on, but because she was clapping in the back, offbeat, which was embarrassing. Um, but she was singing. She's like started like trying to sing. It was just cute that she realized that people were singing, and then she wanted to sing, but she only sang when everybody wasn't singing. It was quiet. <laughs> That's the, very cute. That same night, um, to start the night, uh, I think, uh, yeah, y- y'all are already there. Um, but to start the night, our pastor, does Ronnie hate being called a pastor? Uh, no, I'm not in that okay. context. So if he listens to this, he's not going to be mad at me for saying our pastor. Oh, no, no, he will, but I think you should okay. call him that. Well, Ronnie... Our pastor was up at the front. Our pastor was up at the front. And he like started off just um, trying to, um, I guess, get everybody in the right headspace to to worship. And he just was like, "All right, we're going to take thirty seconds and just be still, and we're just going to spend thirty seconds in silence." And like right when he said that, or right before he said that, I started like smelling something, and I had. I had Walker with me, like in his his car seat, and I was just like rocking him with my foot. I started smelling something while he was saying that, and then right when like the thirty seconds of silence began, I just heard this. Oh, wet! And Walker just pooped all over the place. Oh, uh, it, it, like his his clothing held it in, but when I went and changed him, it was just all over him. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a that was a good night. Especially after I forgot that diaper changed. Yeah. Um, you already cheated and looked at my list. So I was going to use all of them because I thought that would have been funny, but I didn't. We have, uh, my wife and I have had problems with the dogs. I think they are rebelling against us uh, since we brought a child home and they've just been eating everything. They've been better like the last few days, which is kind of a, it seems like a simple burden, but it's actually kind of a big burden because our dogs have the tendency to, like not chew up perishable stuff, but chew chew up stuff that we actually use and need. Yeah. Um, 
one of the dogs does like chews up the valuable stuff. One of the other dogs just tries to get into the trash can and eat all the trash. I'd much rather the dog get in the trash can because that's obviously already in the trash. Yeah. Um, so they've been, they've been better the last few days. Um, they haven't gotten out and we've been able to just like let them outside and actually like get ready in the morning and not have to stand outside with them. So that's kind of awesome. My wife and I both were feeling pretty, uh, pretty stomach buggy the last uh, few days. Mm. And we're both feeling better today. So we just got those those superhero immune systems and we're just fighting off stomach bugs. Yo, really did. I mean, I didn't know her, but you did a good job of not being too sick. Yeah, I, I came home. I, I didn't even know that she was feeling bad. I guess it was Tuesday or Wednesday. And she's like, um, are you are you hungry for dinner? I said, no, I haven't been feeling that well since lunch today. She's like, neither have I. And we both like had the same symptoms and everything. Um, and it got like worse after eating. We like shared all the same symptoms. And then today we both just started feeling better. Great. Yeah. Our so child, we- our child to our knowledge has not gotten it or never, or never had it, which that's what I was worried about. So that's awesome. And then last, I think this is the uh, third straight week we talked about, um, the dates that you should start celebrating Christmas. And mm. I agreed with you that it should be after Thanksgiving. Okay, just end it there. Then, okay. But then I had my songs, all the songs I've liked on Spotify and Shuffle today. And it's a lot of songs. So the chance of a Christmas song coming on, it's, it's, it's not very likely. And a Christmas song came on and it kind of got me in the mood. So now I'm kind of looking forward to Christmas. Okay. And Emily asked, um, and she's usually on the same page as me, like, after Thanksgiving, we can start decorating for Christmas. But the other day, earlier this week, she asked me, um, what's the earliest I can start decorating for Christmas? So, <laughs> December I'm, 10th. I might be going against my word. We might be decorated up before Thanksgiving this year. But after hearing that song today. Are you, are you going to be close to Thanksgiving? Yeah, probably. It's already pretty close to Thanksgiving. We're only no, like, it's not. We're only like 20 days out, of, out from Thanksgiving. That's basically a month. And... It's too early, but it already kind of feels like Christmas because it's been cold. If you're having family over, you know, or mm-hmm. something like that, or people can come over and you're it's right before Thanksgiving, and you're like, hey, let's just go ahead and do it. I respect it. Yeah, but if you're doing it right after Halloween, I'm out. I'm also kind of kind of frustrated that she wants to do it early this year because she's about to overshadow my 30th birthday with Christmas yeah, decorations. That, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Like, not only is overshadowing Thanksgiving. But also my thirtieth birthday, which uh, is very important. Yeah. So which, which I also don't like celebrating my birthday. So yeah, maybe that's, that's what we're gonna do a joint that's, one. That's probably just her way of loving me. I don't. Yeah, that probably is actually. All right. Well, that's all I got. We're gonna move on to our haikus. Yay! Happy hi hi a hi hi a haikus. Who's up? You go first. Mine's terrible. <clears throat> Mine's not the best either. But um, this is how I feel. Is that the first line? No, I'm just because that, that is five this syllables. Is how I feel. You know what? It could be. It could be replaceable. Okay. Nothing better than the great state of Texas, but 
why is it so cold? Mm. And that's a fact to me because I, I don't like the cold here. I've been to Colorado on a mountain when it's very cold and it's a different cold. I think it's also because there's not a lot to do outside here, but Texas, there's nothing better than Texas. Clear eyes, full hearts. Yeah, I remember it was Christmas like three years ago, and we went to. I think this was this was I think this was before Emily and I were married. It was either before the first Christmas after we were married. I think it was the first Christmas after we were married. So 2016, we went to Colorado for Christmas, um, because my brother and his wife were having their first child, and I think it was I think it was cold here when we left. Like. 30 something degrees too cold but it felt freezing and we got we got there and it was like negative nine degrees but it felt so much better like so much warmer why i have no idea there's a reason for it i'm just not smart enough she said i don't know i don't know all right here's mine the big three zero one day you're watching cartoons the next jeopardy the big Three zero. One day you're watching cartoons. The next Jeopardy. <laughs> I was uh. So that was your big twenty two. That was my, that was my big that was my big twenty two. But I was I was driving in my car the other day, and I had um, I found like this really like jazzy artist that I've been listening to, <laughs> and I was just I was just thinking, man, I'm about to turn thirty. I used to listen to like metal music in my car. Now I'm listening to jazz. And then I was just like thinking of all the things that have changed. I, I don't really watch cartoons when I was. Uh, yeah, I did. Going to the doctor now. Yeah. Like getting checked for stuff. I just started like listening to a bunch of stuff that changed. I'm just thinking how, how quick, how quickly time flies. So good call on the jazz though. That's what, uh, that's what inspired mine. All right. We're just moving right through this, uh, episode. I, I will, uh, we're gonna. Um, I'll preface before we get to the article, so we're gonna move on to our our headlines. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. All right. I actually saw like first saw the story from one of our local. Um, New station shared it on their Facebook page, but then I found like their original story and it's a pretty cool story. And the headline is after seeing a FedEx worker walk 12 miles home for months, coworkers rally to buy her a car. So Darlene Quinn, she's 60 years old. She works at FedEx. Um, Her car had broken down three months prior to this and she did not have the money to fix it. She had someone that could take her to work, but she couldn't find a ride home from work. So she was getting to work, but then she was walking all the way back home from work because she couldn't uh, pay to have her car fixed. And apparently her walk home was 12 miles, which that's a long ways. 12 miles? Like how long would it take to walk 12 miles? If you're walking three miles per hour, that's what, four hours? Just walking home? Yeah. That's a long ways. Yeah, that was a long. I just listened to that podcast with Mike Posner. He walked the country, uh-huh. and he was talking about how many day hour or how many miles he's going a day, and that's a large chunk of it right there. Yeah, he was going more than that, but twelve miles is a long ways. Um, I'm supposed to just get five miles on my watch. 
for a full day's activity, yeah. not just walking to work. Yeah. Anyway, she, uh, one of her coworkers, which it seemed like, I don't know if where they were working as like a big like FedEx plant or what, but it seemed like she did not know this coworker from like one of the, uh, the quotes later in the story, but one of her coworkers, John Lewis, um, started seeing her walking um, along busy roads, like on the way home. And he like approached his boss and told him about it. And they began offering Darlene rides home. Um, they apparently like, this is the part they like had to introduce themselves to her. And he said that we told her who we were and that we also worked at FedEx. She must have felt safe enough to get in the car with us. So I don't know if it's like some big FedEx facility or they just Jeez. never worked the same shift or what, but yeah, she, uh, they eventually started giving her some ride homes and a ride, ride rides home. And that's when she started telling them more about her situation and about her car breaking down and not having, um, the money to pay for her car to get fixed. And that's why she was walking home. So after hearing about that, Lewis, um, and his boss got together and started a GoFundMe page. And within a week of the GoFundMe page being launched, um, there was about a hundred people that had donated and they had raised enough to buy Darlene a car. Let's go. Um, on this past Tuesday, Lewis said that, um, they worked with a dealership and they got a car and they surprised her with it at work. And there's a, there's a video uh, I kind of got choked up watching it just because she's super stoked and she kind of breaks down once they tell her that um, they're giving her a car. Um, but then Lewis, the coworker, also said that he <clears throat> was wor- worked with like two locally owned businesses and they also wanted to help Darlene. And one of them is offering a free uh, free oil changes and the other is offering tire services as needed. <laughs> So, and those, those two business owners said they wanted to remain anonymous, which those are super special people, the people that yeah. give that much of something, but want not to a, not remain a anonymous. Yeah. Not a promotion. Um, so yeah, super cool. They saw a need. First off, let's give it up for Darlene for taking upon herself to walk home every day. Yeah. Like I bet. That's special. I bet a bunch of people might have found like a, a new job closer to home if they're in that situation, but she's willing to which is not work. walk 12 miles, which is probably like a third of your day. Is it, is it 12 there? She was so walking she, 12 or was it six and six? She, no, she was getting a ride there, but she, I, oh. I don't know if like the person giving her a ride there, like their schedule didn't work out okay. where they couldn't give her a ride after work, but she's walking home from work. Jeez. So I guess she lived 12 miles um, from the FedEx uh, facility. That's a long ways. That is a long ways. That's got to be the distance between your house and my house. I bet it's further than that. I bet. I bet my house to your house. Is, my house to work is, I think, three, four. I bet it's like seven miles. My house to your house. No, I'm about to check real quick. I'm actually going to give your address live on air. Oh, no, you're not. How about you don't? Let's see. I'm saying. Oh shoot! I put in some other. Saying ten. I'm saying ten. You're saying ten miles? Yeah. I bet it. I bet it's shorter than um, twelve, though. Let's see what we got. Come on. Okay. Come on. I, this isn't your exact address. Wait, this can't be right because this is two point seven miles. That's not right. 
Okay. I probably put your address in wrong. Oh, this is okay. This is probably a bad idea to try to do this on air. No, we're going to figure this out. It's going to bother me. Hold up. We're almost there now. Okay. I, I figured this out. From my house to the town that you live in, it is 14 miles. Sorry. No, it's not. It's six six 6.5. Seven, 7.1 miles. From my, from my, I didn't put your exact address. I put your street. Then you're, then you're within, you're within a tenth of a mile. Seven point one miles, dude. So that's that's a little bit over half what she's walking. That's a, that's a long <laughs> way. That's a long way. Because just walking down uh, Highway seventy nine and then that portion of Kemp, that's a long ways by itself. Oh my gosh. And that's not even no half the way to your house probably. Oh. And she's walking almost. What's her name? Double that. Charlene. Um, Darlene <laughs> Twin. Wasn't even close, but hey, shout out to her. Yeah. <clears throat> my turn? Yeah. Uh, my, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll go this one first. Um, man runs a marathon in SWAT gear, saves a life, and gets engaged all in the same day. My guy. This, this sounds eerily similar to your guy who just happened upon the half marathon and won it. Oh, oh just, yeah. Just these hero marathoners. Um. Sergeant Mike Nowacki, Nowacki, N-O-W-A-C-K-I. Um, so sorry if I'm missing that, sir. Um, has proved himself as a real-life superhero um, after he saved a woman's life, ran a 5K race in full SWAT gear, and uh, then successfully proposed to his girlfriend all on the same day. Um, so he is a police officer for 19 years at the Chicago Police Department, one of shows appreciation for law enforcement family by running the Allstate Hot Chocolate 5K, which sounds like a college bowl. Yeah, it does. Um, the Allstate Hot Chocolate 5K earlier this week in 50 pounds of SWAT gear. Okay. Um, upon completing the marathon, Wacky planned to pop the question to his longtime girlfriend, Aaron, um, who is also a Chicago police officer. Um, however, he got sidetracked from his labors of love when he suddenly heard the crowd of people calling for a medic near the finish line. I'm going to finish the race first because I'm with that much gear on, I'm going to be in trouble. But he diverged from the marathon, found an unconscious woman who was not breathing. So he and a nearby firefighter conducted CPR on the woman until the paramedics arrived and took her to the hospital. Um, after doctors successfully treated her, the woman for cardiac arrest, they said that uh, Nowacki's quick actions alongside with the firefighter helped save the woman's life. So paramedics get the woman. He's in full gear. He's finishing a 5K. And then he runs to the finish line, crosses the finish line, and then he went down to a knee. Um, his girlfriend said she thought that he was hurt. And so uh, she was kind of speechless, and then all of a sudden, um, he popped the question. Um, she said that he was sweating, and I talked to him, um, and I wanted to talk to him about what happened down the way, find out more information. So she sees him, what whatever's happening down the way, but she can't get there. So she's just like trying to talk to him. She's excited to hear like, what what just happened? And then he just gets down on a knee. Um, so And then she thinks he's hurting. And then he just said, Aaron, I don't know what to say. And then she realized what was going on. And so, yeah, man, this guy um, decided, hey, I'm going to run this, um, this marathon. Mike's like, hey, I'm running this marathon. 5K. I'm gonna wear 50 pounds of gear, and that's boring. So in, in I'm gonna say an engagement ring. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a great point. Actually, that sounds more scary than anything. Yeah. 
he's going to go ahead and save a life a couple hundred yards from the finish line and then finish and uh, there's him getting down on one knee. Dude, that's in a his, lot of gear. In his full swat. That's gear. a lot of gear. But uh, I don't know. I love this story. I just think that it's, uh, one, it's annoying that this dude run a 5K yeah. in full gear. And then, yeah, it's cool that he diverged and, and helped save uh, a life. Yeah, dude, he saved a life and then got engaged. I thought I thought these like three separate events were gonna be like spread out across this day, not all happening during months. during the the five k. Only piece of information I was frustrated about was I wanted to know his time because if it was somewhat like remotely good, I'd be angry. So you know, it probably was. He probably he probably like won this race like too easily the past like five years. So he's like. I got to make this harder for myself. So I'm going to put this 50 pounds of gear on and maybe I'll win by 30 minutes instead of 45 this time. It's it's funny seeing the gear because I think of it like a, putting a weighted vest on. You know, it'd be heavy and you'd sweat and it'd be hard, but it's like he's got it. He's still holstered up. He's got his gun, his walkie talkie. That's just in like, case. That's just in case somebody passes him. Yeah, that's a good point. He's got everything, man. <laughs> look at oh, this is the last thing I know that oh. nobody else can see this but look at everybody in the marathon running it's like all these people in normal gear and then there's just him looking like a soldier just boop but yeah that's the the couple and then there's him like also I, you, we both have been engaged so mm-hmm. you know what that moment's like and it's hard no matter how much you prep for it but he has to like think about it the whole 5k and then he's out of breath and then he just saved a life and then he's got to get down on a knee and have something to say so whatever uh, they're engaged, congratulations, and he's a he's a real life hero. Yeah, for sure. All right, my next one. I'm gonna preface this one by saying I'm way out of my depth by trying to talk about this. So if I sound like an idiot, it's probably because I don't understand how this works or anything about this. So my notes my notes for this are basically just copied and paste most of the article. So just so I don't completely jack it up. But here's the headline, an artificial retina that could help restore sight to the blind. A new technique helps overcome one major barrier, heat. Um, So for more than a decade, researchers have been working to create um, artificial digital retinas that could be implanted in the eye to to allow blind people to see again. Mm. Um, With all the research, they keep running into quite a bit of challenges Um, But researchers at Stanford University have made a lot of progress and they may have found the key to solving like one of the biggest and most frustrating challenges. And that's the heat that these implanted chips produce inside the eye. Um, So they heat up too much in the eye? Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll talk about that here in a sec. Sorry. Um, But yeah, at first I was like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what they meant by heat, but they explained it. Um, so the artificial retina it requires a very small computer chip that has like a lot of metal uh, electrodes poking out, and the electrodes they like first record the activity of the neurons around them to create a map of cell types, and the information is then used to transmit visual data from a camera to the brain. Unfortunately. The eye produces so much data during recording that the electronics get too darn hot. That's what one of the uh, uh, researchers said. That's a quote. Unfor- uh, yeah. Unfortunately, the eye produces so much data during recording that the electronics get too darn hot. That's how they, they're just like, 
I guess they're work like working overtime. It's like when you've had your you're using your computer a lot and it starts getting super hot. I guess it's like times a hundred for this tiny holy cow in your eye. tiny chip that's in the eye doing um, all this uh, processing of data. Um, so yeah, the chips required to build a high quality artificial retina would essentially, f- oh, this is, sorry, that last thing wasn't a quote. That was just part of the article, the darn hot, uh, the darn hot, hot part. Um, this is a quote from a professor in, in neurosurgery and ophthalmology departments at Stanford. He said the chips required to build a high quality artificial retina would essentially fry the human tissue they are trying to interface with. Um, but they recently announced they have devised a way to solve that problem by significantly compressing the massive amounts of visual de- data that all um, the neurons in the eye create. Um, so to convey visual information neurons in the retina, this is me like reading just a full section right now. I'm not, I'm not like speaking this from me just like summarizing the story. So this, this uh, section right here is just me straight reading. To convey visual information, neurons in the retina send electrical impulses known as spikes to the brain. The problem is that the digital retina needs to record and decode those spikes to understand the properties of the neurons, but that generates a lot of heat in the digit... digit, digit <laughs> there's a, I always stumble upon one word. That's a remix. Digit... <laughs> digit... 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 Did, <laughs> Come on. Digitation. <laughs> <laughs> that was Alan adding syllables. Okay. D- <laughs> Digitization. <laughs> Digitization. There it is. Um, what is it? I, didn't, I messed up. Yeah. The, uh, so to decode these spikes, it has to understand a lot of properties of the neurons. But that generates a lot of heat in the <laughs> digitization process. There it is. Even with only a few hundred, a few hundred electrodes used in today's prototypes, the first true digital retina will need to have tens of thousands of such electrodes, complicating the issue further. So they're already having problem, uh, problem with like these few hundred electrodes and then um, producing too much heat to be implanted in the eye. And the ones that they like the actual true digital retina needs to have thousands of such like 10 times more than um, these prototypes, which they're already having trouble with the heat. So um, this team found a way to extract the same level of visual understanding using less data, which means less work for these chips, which means less heat production, which means there's a greater possibility that this will be a thing. Um, They did this and they said, um, that by better understanding which signal samples matter and which can be ignored, um, they're able to reduce the amount of data that has to be processed. Um, this part, they said, the process is surprisingly straightforward conceptually. It's like, you're literally about to, you're trying to give I mean, not really, though. sight back to yeah. the blind. Yeah, not really. But apparently the, uh, the uh, process is surprisingly straightforward. Um, each spike has its own wave. Uh, each spike has its own wave-like shape that helps researchers determine what sort of cell produced it. Whenever two or more electrodes in the artificial retina record identical signal samples, it is treated as a collision, effectively wiping out the da- uh, data. The collisions can be safely the collisions can be safely ignored. On the other hand, whenever a unique 
signal sample is recorded by a single uh, electrode. It is considered to have high value and get stored for further processing. In testing their approach, the researchers say their efficient data gathering method misses just 5% of cells, yet reduces the acquired data by 40 times. So they've reduced... Um, like how much work it has to do by 40 times, which again, Jeez. kind of solves this, this heat issue, but they're maintaining the quality and it only misses like 5% of the cells. Um, and then in the art, the, to end the article, it said that the researchers believe that this is a first step, um, to a day of efficient, cool running and plantable chips that would work not just in the eye, but in other so-called neuroprosthetic brain-machine interfaces that turn nerve impulses into computer signals. Such applications might include brain-controlled machines that restore motion to the paralyzed and hearing to the deaf, or that open new approaches that aid memory, alleviate mental illness, or even improve self-driving vehicles. So again. Wait, hold on. What were you just talking about? Yeah. That's the way my brain feels. I saw the headline and I was like, this is super dope. Like that's in, the cool. If you think about it, that's yeah. the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Like implanting something in a blind person's eye and having that function with the brain and send signals to the brain so they can see again. And like, I feel like there should be a ton of other challenges besides like that chip heating up. That's been a huge problem. That's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was super cool. And man, science and technology is kind of incredible. How dope are people? Yeah. To invest that level of time. And can yeah. you imagine getting to that point and somebody seeing that would never see? Dude, that would. Aww. Hopefully, we'll be able to update this story once these actual um, artificial retinas yeah. are implanted. That's a huge That's a huge piece of, I mean... Obviously, I don't know I what don't it's, know. obviously I don't know what it's like to be blind, um, but I can imagine like being blind and then all of a sudden through all this research and science and these innovations, just you can all of a sudden see yeah. again. And just knowing, I mean, that you're gonna be blind your whole life. Yeah, and the, yeah, you don't just not you don't just all of a sudden not blind. Yeah, you know, unless you're Saul. Yeah, it's a Christian joke. Um, but yeah, that's, that is, that's out, outlandish. I was trying to follow and just see if like I could comprehend, I mean, I do comprehend what the story is about, but like, I don't know, that level of depth is very impressive. Yeah. So thanks researchers and scientists. Dude, I'm going to follow your story up with one as well. Okay. With science. Okay. Um, and I don't know why I think this is cool. I think, uh, people who can innovate what we already have can see it and think, how can we do this better? I think it's cool, but. Um, this headline is Mexican student develops new form of rubber road pavement that repairs itself when exposed to rainwater, which, uh, most roads erode because of weather and this road gets better. So, uh, a Mexican college student has created a new formula, which I'd love to create just one formula, um, for a road pavement that repairs itself when exposed to rainwater. I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this kid's name one time. Because I think that's respectful, but I'm not going to do it well, so I apologize to you. His name is Israel Antonio Brazino Camarno. 
Carmano. I think you nailed it. I'm going to call him I. Okay. I. Um, I developed the groundbreaking formula by See, melting. See, now you just sound cocky, though. You're saying I developed. Oh, good point. Israel developed. There you go. Um, the ground baking, uh, groundbreaking formula for, I guess it could have been ground baking because he melted recycled tires into putty um, and combined with a number of other additives. The putty is harnessed by rainwater as a catalyst for generation so that instead of building roadways slowly crumbling away when exposed to weather, the water spurs the road mixture to form calcium that repairs itself. You know how that works? Nope. Me neither. I don't know if the article says it. Um, but yeah, he just he just looked around and just noticed like, hey, a lot of these uh, roads in Mexico are not good. How can we do this? And so, quote from him is, damages caused by rain filtering to the base of payments, weakening it and creating uh, uh, the breakdown. This is how the idea turning the greatest degradation agent into a recovery agent was born. That makes a lot of sense to me. I, th- I think we're making ourselves not sound very smart because <laughs> we, we chose su- uh, two articles that are o- kind of over yeah. our heads. Can I confess something too? Huh. Also just butchered reading this because I'm uh, there were seven words in that little bit I read <laughs> that I didn't understand. And so I just said words that I thought matched it. <laughs> I'm just being honest. That's just completely true. Um, but long story short, uh, it won him a top, uh, national James Dyson award of 2019 last month. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool. It's, and it also says in here, this is probably the reason I picked this. Um, he now has plans to get the formula approved for use in Mexico so he can begin brewing the asphalt. Mm, brew it up. Through his own construction company. So shout out to Israel. Super dope. Um, and I'm sorry if you if you somehow listen to this. I, I'm so sorry. I don't understand. I understand what the end result is. Nothing else makes sense. I made up seven words, and uh, you seem like a smart cat. We don't have to understand, though. We don't, Both of us, we didn't, we didn't really understand either one of our second stories. Nope. But you know what? There's other people in this world that are gifted in those areas. Yep. And that those technological beauty. advancements aren't left in our hands. And also, that's, and that's yeah. a good thing. Also, don't want to just be. That's something I'm like learning to grow in. I also don't want to just come in here and be like, "Oh, football, yeah. sports, all the time." Like, I don't understand this, and I'm grateful that somebody was able to figure it out. It's like yeah. the kid um, here in Wichita Falls that is at Dexter Learning, who just said, "Hey, can I go up to the top of Big Blue? This big building, the clock doesn't work, and I, I think I can fix it." And he fixed it. Like, I would never be able to do that, but so people's brains. Um, who have actually smart brains is really yeah. cool. So shout out to shout out to I and shout out to us for getting through those two articles. I, I think I sounded pretty smart. You did. I don't know if I sounded smart. No, I didn't. I know I didn't. And you were about to say I didn't. I was talking about you got electrodes and neurons and cell types and that's true. Yours was very mine. I just had to also struggle with the word degradation. Well, you definitely struggled. I struggled with the word too. Digitization. Ah, <laughs> oh, see? Digitization. I was adding an extra T in there. I was saying digitization. Oh, man. Digitization. Ah, oh, it's easy now. Yeah, you're knowing it now. Man, I just got locked up just knowing what was ahead of me, having to summarize that story, and it locked me up. Sent over my you know head what? there, out of my depth. We, we fought through it, and we did two stories we shouldn't have done. 
that should be celebrated. But yeah. We weren't qualified to yeah. we weren't qualified to tell the story. I like our first two, two stories better because I think we did a better job. We didn't <laughs> sound as dumb. Just got to talk about a woman getting a car and a dude running a 5K in some SWAT gear. Which are, and saving a life. Which are two, yeah, and saving a life. But I think, like you said, I don't really fully understand most of the, your story. But like the fact that that somebody that a team of people are going to create a way that blind people can see. Do you want me to summarize it for you again? Beautiful. No, 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 I didn't understand what you said. Basically, they're creating this. Yeah. Okay. Artificial retina. Yeah. Okay. Has a chip implanted in it. I'm electrodes that gather information mm-hmm. and send it to the brain so blind people can see again. Yeah. But that chip overheats, and they yep. fa- they found a way to like your computer to get around that challenge. Like computer when it's yeah. sitting in your lap. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm just happy I know what a retina is, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It's part of the eye somewhere. It's, uh, yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. See me point it's out? It's right there. Nailed it. Yep. You nailed it. All right. You want to talk about anything else? Yeah. I got, I got a couple more things. That's all right. Okay. No, I don't have anything. Okay. You don't. Well, I'm in a bad mood today. Are you? And I'm grateful to do this podcast because I think it reminds me that though not all circumstances are great, um, there are still great things around that should be celebrated. So this yeah. podcast changed my whole mood going into my date, and it might have saved my marriage. Well, thanks for doing this podcast because you originally came in and said that let's just do it Monday. Then you fought through it. I was kind of rude it. about it, and I apologize. You weren't, you weren't rude about it. I was a little rude. I, said, said, I called you some names. You did call me some names. And I apologize. Uh, but you fought through it, and you did it with me. We did it. We did it. We did it together. And hopefully it's valuable for somebody. Is valuable for you. That's hey. It if nothing else, I don't even care. I mean, I'm just grateful to to work through these stories. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we got for you guys on this episode. Thank you for listening. Um, if you don't mind, and if you like what you hear, please go to iTunes, uh, preferably iTunes, because they have the uh, charts and everything that we care about. Yep. Um, go to iTunes, leave us a review and some stars. Um, give us some feedback. Let you let us know what y'all think. Um, you can send any stories if you want a story featured on the podcast. You can send them in. Um, probably the best way to do it right now is through Facebook or our email. Listen to the good at gmail.com. So if you have any stories of anything you've done or people around you have done or just stuff that you've uh, witnessed, send them in to us and we'll either talk about them ourselves or we might try and get into contact with you and um, bring you on the show or call you in or something so you can um, recount the story for us on the on the episode. But yeah, thank you for listening. Um, hope you all have a great week. And as always, be on the lookout for the good. Come on.